If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. This is the TRT Community Podcast, where we discuss all things testosterone. I'm Brandon, founder of the TRT Community and host of All Things Testosterone. The TRT Community is a Facebook group of patients helping patients navigate the struggles associated with testosterone replacement therapy. We have educational resources at testosteronepodcast.com, including TRT-related clinical studies and a doctor search tool. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. What's up? What's going on? All right, so on that newly recorded intro, could you tell where it where it cut off right when I said TRT related studies or something research studies? I couldn't tell. You weren't paying attention, you're texting on your phone. <laughs> so I uh I recorded that because, you know, I'm tired of saying all that stuff every episode and it's generally the same similar stuff every time. Right. But I just heard for the first time that I had to edit it out because for some reason I kept saying um ATRT related research studies instead of just TRT related research studies. Uh, yeah. So I cut out the A, but I just heard it. It's a bad edit. <laughs> I didn't notice. So yeah, we're a Facebook group primarily, uh, facebook.com slash group slash TRT community. Uh, we're tens of thousands of patients helping patients is what it was once coined. I like that term. I didn't come up with it. One of my one of uh, one of the guys that wanted to try to open a clinic with me a few years ago that actually prompted me to start the podcast. They were brothers. They coined that term, that phrase, and I loved it. Patients helping patients. Yeah. That's what we are. Yep. So, yeah, there's that's the new intro. Um, I put on here, and you're probably reading these notes, and you're like, I don't know what the hell he's talking about because it's random stuff. Uh, do you find yourself – now, you you have children. I have children. Mine are, mine are older. There's a bigger mm-hmm. range there. Yep. But they I, – I find myself, like, tempted to say things – like my boy and my dude and bruh and yeah. let's go. Do you do that? <laughs> my daughter actually asked me the other day. I said, I, I can't remember what my son did. And I was like, bruh. <laughs> and she was like, why do you call him bro? <laughs> you know his name. That's so rude. You didn't call him bro. You called him bruh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's becoming like, like I say it to the kids. I say it to the dogs. I, I find myself wanting to say it during work. Me- I do. I said it the other day during a work meeting. And I mean, it was just with my team. It wasn't with someone above me. So I okay. guess that's good. But still, you know, like I, I don't need to be addressing people as my dude, you know. <laughs> but, yeah. Calling your boss, bruh. <laughs> so boy. I probably have with just like her and, and my peers said something like, bruh, we have got to get this process better, you know, uh-huh. whatever. Yeah. So I've got this clip from Andrew Huberman, and he was on the Joe Rogan podcast, probably mm-hmm. not recently, probably a bunch of times, but I am not, admittedly, I'm not a podcast listener, and especially mm-hmm. not Joe Rogan, who goes on for three plus hours, you know, yeah. I can't, I can't do it. Long. Um, but I, I found this clip, and it perfectly sums up everything that I've ever thought or tried to say about my TRT experience. So I want to play it and get your thoughts. Okay. Testosterone has some very interesting effects on the brain. 
the, the major mental effect of testosterone is it makes effort feel good. Oh, that makes sense. And the reason it does it is that the amygdala, this fear center in the brain, this anxiety center in the brain, has androgen receptors. It has testosterone receptors. Mm. And so when humans are taking low doses or, or reasonable doses of testosterone, or they're increasing their testosterone, or they're going through puberty, effort and leaning into pain and challenge actually has the effect of making the body feel soothed and good. It's a drive, just like sex is a drive or drinking water when you're thirsty is a drive. This stuff is all anchored deep within the hypothalamus. This isn't a cognitive thing. So yeah, it cut off abruptly because Joe said something dumb and I just can't, sometimes I can't listen to him. <laughs> you know, when, when I was watching the video of that, he was so baked and oh. I, I guess he's well known for like, doing drugs and podcasting at the same time, yeah, you know, but yeah. man, it's sometimes he's, he's difficult for me to look at and listen to because he's so out of his mind. That's funny. So I cut it kind of short, but, uh, you can tell really whenever he said, Oh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was watching something that he was on with, uh, Elon Musk the other day and Elon talked for like four minutes about, um, airplanes and forces and energy and all this stuff. And yeah. Joe Rogan was like, I'm not smart enough for this conversation. <laughs> and it was actually pretty funny. Yeah, you could tell. Yeah. He's gone. Anyway, uh, this Huberman, the way that he summed that up is basically everything that I have never been able to scientifically articulate about how I felt on TRT. Specifically, when he, when he, if you put it in context of the mental aspects, anxiety, the drive, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and when we were talking about it before the show, you said, you know, you need those things. What parts do you think you would benefit from the most? Yeah. Uh, the mental clarity, the making work feel easy. Yeah. Um, and desired, you know, like right. it's this yeah. desire yeah. to do. And I think uh, it feels like I have that sometimes. And so when I don't have it, it's just, it's off. It yeah. doesn't feel good. Um, so yeah, I think that made me excited. Yeah. Um, just to get that feeling consistent. Uh, just because I hate those days where you just don't want to do anything. Yeah. And you just feel terrible. And and so I still have those days um, or those moments, but I it was always for me before. Mm. And so I would say the general theme of my life is no longer plagued by that. You know, mm -hmm. like I, I'm more of a doer than I was before, but there's definitely still times where I'm just like, I don't want to unpack these boxes yeah. or, you know, I've been in this new house for a week and I don't want to hang everything on the walls yet. And I've still got stuff at the other house. <laughs> I just did a trailer load right after church this morning, went straight to the other house, picked up a few things. But even with that, I'm like, okay, Let's just grab my workbench and these toolboxes and that one other thing. Oh, my squat rack, and let's get out of here. Like it's not, you know, yeah. an an overflowing trailer load of stuff. Yeah. So there's a lack of a, a lack of something drive there. Right. Well, you should call me and I'll help you out. <laughs> well, so we had plans to. We had plans to get it done kind of slowly over the next because we've got time. The house is still listed for sale. Mm -hmm. And um, our plan was to do just small, reasonable trailer loads, you know, for the next few weeks, month, six weeks, whatever. Yeah. 
But um, it's stressing Kayla's dad out, who's the one that's actually selling the house. He's like, hey, do you think we could get all this stuff out this weekend? This oh, was yeah. Friday evening. And I was like, no, bro. No, bro. <laughs> I don't. I don't think we can. Yeah. Well, why not? Well, because we've got this and this and cheerleading events and broken thumb appointments and, you know, all these things that we had going on. And it, yeah. yeah. anyway, so I did do a couple extra loads this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> So I've got some questions from the TRT community Facebook group and um, just kind of copied and pasted them into this, the show notes here. And I wanted to go through some of them and, and answer them and see if maybe they couldn't help anyone out. And when I created um, the next couple of episode notes, I kind of had not just, you know, guys in the group in mind, but you in mind as well as someone who's relatively new to, so nice. <laughs> to the TRT world. So in the next episode, we'll go over like common TRT acronyms and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Some of these things had me stumped until I heard either you or somebody else say it. Yep. Awesome. So then it'll be beneficial. And guys always, like I'm asked so much for those types of things. Well, what does this mean? What does that mean? So I definitely don't mind. I've gone over and re-listened to that part in the last episode where um, Ken was talking about the measurements, yeah. the MLs and CCs, and mm-hmm. and I keep forgetting. I keep getting mixed <laughs> up, so I'm glad we have that recorded. Yeah, it'll yeah. be there forever. So this first question is, for those who've had higher E2 and added on an AI, how long did it take to notice that it helped with bloat and water weight? I know many of you aren't using an AI, and and are fine. This question isn't for you. So the answer to this, and unfortunately the answer to several of these is probably going to be, I don't, I don't have pre-written answers by the way. So when I say probably, I mean, probably I've barely read these questions. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It just depends, depends on you, uh, depends on the individual. So what he's asking is started TRT, started gaining a little water weight for whatever reason he, you know, is, um, believing that it's due to his E2, which is estradiol or estrogen levels being elevated. Okay. So he's going to take an AI, which is an aromatase inhibitor, like mm-hmm. an astrazole, mm-hmm. to lower that. Aromatase inhibitors work very quickly. Um, so my best guess in general would be quick, within a few days, within a week maybe, um, that he'll notice a difference probably within three days. Mm-hmm. Do you start to notice that you gain that water weight and bloating pretty quickly when you start, when you get on TRT or does it take some time? Same answer. I mean, it, it's generally one of the first complaints that guys have. Okay. Um, started TRT. I thought I was going to be swollen four days. Turns <laughs> out I'm just getting fat. Well, yeah. So that's, that's going to be quicker. I didn't ever notice it. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least not until me and my doctor kind of intentionally let my estrogen get out of control um, just to see, how my body would handle it. Um, but yeah, so it just it just kind of depends. Okay. Next question, what needle size do you draw with and what size do you pin with? Anyone use the same needle? So the same needle thing, yeah, absolutely. You can use the same needle. Um, for, you know, if you're if you're thinking, well, testosterone is viscous, so I need to draw with a, a low gauge fat needle. Why would I pin with that? Well, I would agree. So no, don't use the same needle. But if you if you have, I don't know, um, 33 seconds of time on your hands and you, you have the time to wait to draw with a smaller needle, you can pin with that needle. 
uh, you can draw easily with a 27 gauge insulin syringe. You can inject easily with a 27 gauge insulin syringe. So there are guys that will, I I guess they assume that you can't. And Mm -hmm. I know that I use MCT oil and that's a little thinner, I believe than, um, a lot of the others, but I've still done it with every ester of testosterone. I've drawn with a 27 gauge. Mm-hmm. So the thought process that, that you have to like use a harpoon to draw with, or that you have to heat the vial. You don't have to do any of that. You can draw with a 27 gauge. It takes 30, 40 seconds. You can inject with it. Now me, I'm terrified of needles. So I don't inject with the same one that I draw with, but only because it, when you when you hit that rubber plunger in the vial, it considerably dulls that needle. Mm. So it goes in once for me, and then I switch needles, fresh needle, and I inject with it. Oh, okay. But that's because I'm a baby. <laughs> you can easily do it. So you have to draw slowly. It takes it takes a minute. It does, well not or so. What I actually do is I draw with an 18 or a 21 gauge, and it takes three seconds. Boom! It pours into it and then I use lower locks which you can that they're screw on you know so I can screw off that tip and then put my 29 or 30 gauge on there and inject with it and 29 30 gauge that's like an insulin needle it's teeny 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 tiny the drawing needle that I use you can tilt it up and you can see into the barrel it's that big so there are guys that do inject with those I would never (laughs) I mean that it's it's smaller than what they do um, blood donations with. Okay. I think they use a 16-gauge doing that. Yeah, that one's pretty thick. Yeah, but it's not much smaller. Okay. Like you can, it's still a sizable needle. So yeah. if you start TRT, don't run out there thinking you're a big man and you're going to jab yourself because it's like a hole punch. I mean, it's like yeah. a post-hole digger. You know, you can, you can leave damage. Yeah. And you do, and that's the argument is that scar tissue will build up over time oh, okay. if you're using those big needles. Yeah. Anybody know a good TRT doctor near Roanoke, Virginia? So I took this question down for a couple of reasons. One, I want to point out that at one point in time, I was on a mission. And and I do have a sizable list of brick-and-mortar local doctors to a lot of the country. But it is difficult to know that... Um, that they're any good. You know, it's it's hard to find doctors everywhere that are worth a damn. So what I do now is work almost exclusively with telemedicine doctors. And some of them don't treat every state. Uh, but there is a list of doctors at testosteronepodcast.com. If you click in the upper right-hand corner, click uh, find a TRT provider, type in your zip code, and it'll spit out a list of doctors. Most of them treat all 50 states, some of them, you know, are half the country. Some of them, <laughs> some of them are half the country, but check that out. If my T is too high, can I just take a week or two off and it'll go down? Yes, you can. Um, if you do not inject, it will go down. In fact, there's not other any other way that I'm aware of. There's not an anti-T injection so there's not a way that I'm aware of to get your testosterone levels down other than to just not inject for a while. So then you would not inject for a minute and then what, like reduce your dosage? Probably. Just so that it wouldn't. 
Yeah. And what's the reason for that? Yeah. So most likely if I had to guess, this guy's treating with one of those brick and mortar doctors that I was just complaining about Mm -hmm. and he's at like 1200 or something. And the doctor's like, whoa, 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 we need to pump the brakes. Um, which may not necessarily be the case. That's just that doctor's preference. Mm -hmm. So, um, another thing that I see happening is that doctors don't, uh, educate their patients on when to be doing their lab work. So for example, if you inject today, and you do your lab, if you injected this morning and you did your lab work tomorrow evening, you'd be at your peak. Mm. Maybe even the next morning, you're at the highest you're going to be. Yeah. Well, you want to be consistent with that. And most doctors that are educated in TRT will have you have you do your lab work somewhere in your lowest point, your trough. Yeah. Um, so a lot of times what I see happening is the doctors are just like, okay, it's time to get lab work. And that's all they say. The guy injects, he goes and does labs the same day, the next day, a day later. And the doctor gets back this massive total testosterone number and he panics. Yeah. So then they would have him stop for a while. Yeah. Okay. Does anyone do testosterone shots and HCG simultaneously? Um, yes and no. I have done that. In fact, I used to be a huge proponent of... So HCG is... And I never say this. I always stumble on this word. Human chorionic gonadotropin said it perfectly that time. Nice. Um, it is basically what a lot of guys are taking to remain fertile while they're on TRT. Um, I, for a number of years, did and was a fan and spoke on the podcast and on the internet about doing them not only, I mean, I, he says simultaneously, so I don't know if he means like two needles going in at the same time, <laughs> but what I would do is put them in the same vi- uh, in the same syringe at the same time and inject both as one. Okay. Um, I had to do it a special way because HCG is aqueous and testosterone is oil based. So unless you wanted it to look like a lava lamp in the syringe, you had to do testosterone first and HCG second, and then it would kind of they they would never mix, but it would end up in the same syringe, and you could clearly see okay this half is HCG and this half is testosterone. If you flip that and you do HCG first and then testosterone, every time the testosterone drips in there, it just becomes its own little lava lamp bubble. Mm. And it, I'm sure it's fine, but it was weird, so I didn't do it that way. Yeah. Um, I also liked it because I could see when I was going to, you know, because you have to barely push for the HCG because it's aqueous base. It's a lot thinner. So I would be barely pushing and then I would hit the testosterone and then I'd have to push much harder because I'm a baby and use those tiny needles. <laughs> Whereas if I was doing it the other way, the testosterone goes in first and I'm pushing real hard and then I get to the HCG parts or even if it's a better scenario is if it's the little tiny bubbles of testosterone lava lamp in there, Mm -hmm. you'd have to be like pushing super hard and then you'd shoot HCG into you at a million miles an hour. You know what I mean? Because it's like back and forth mixture. So I liked it to stay separately, kind of like a fancy mixed drink where they like pour it on the side, you know, and it's, you can see the different levels of, of drink color or whatever. Yeah. Something like that. But all that to say, um, no, don't do it because what I've learned since then, and, and this, this stemmed from me being a baby and wanting, well, if I can do this with one needle poke, why not? But I've mm-hmm. talked a lot with Ken and other doctors about it. And HCG is super finicky. It's, um, I don't know the medical term for it, but basically if you mess with it too much, if you do the wrong thing, it loses its effect, its efficacy. Mm. So um, they don't recommend it because it's so sensitive. And if you start mixing it with testosterone and stuff, it needs to be respected and treated and kept in the refrigerator and injected 
you know, when it's still cold and, and by itself, otherwise you risk it not working effectively. Yeah. Anyone know of a clinic that does this? Looks like I got half a question here, but it basically, it sounds like they're asking, um, if, if we know of a clinic that will prescribe subcutaneous testosterone injections and, yeah, of course, um, any of the clinics on testosteronepodcast.com um, will do it. Matrix does it. Royal Medical does it. Anyone listed on there does it. Uh, it's also not something that you necessarily need a prescription for. You know, if your doctor says do intra- intramuscular injections and you want to inject it directly into your penis, there's no reason why you can't do that. <laughs> You're doing it at home, right? Unless their problem is that they're doing it in the clinic, which that's a whole different ball of ball of mess and that's another pet peeve of mine is that if you're treating with a doctor or a clinic that makes you go to their office every week for an injection they're doing it because they make more money off of you mm-hmm. that would be super inconvenient i did it for like the first six months of my treatment yeah and it was 10 minutes from my work so it wasn't that bad but i would have to go in there every friday on my lunch break and have uh, some female nurse inject my what did ken say buttock Oh yeah, your buttocks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but they do it in the glute, and you know, I, I should have, and I did. I just I couldn't find any other way, and that's part of why I'm so passionate about providing all these doctors, you know, to people because it was the only place I could find that um, seemed to know what they were doing. But they, you know, from the very beginning, they treated treated me like I was a like I was a cow, a cattle, you know, just kind of herding me in, and it was yeah. like, okay, next appointment, next appointment, next appointment. They were making a killing. A bit. And it was like a restaurant of medical clinics almost. You know, they had attractive nurses doing all of their work. You walk mm. in and all you see is females everywhere. Um yeah. I mean, not the patients, but any any employee of theirs is a right. is a female. But yeah, they were real expensive. Uh next partial question says he's gonna be using the people at Excel, but he'd rather not pay a monthly membership fee. Definitely feel that um, most of the clinics, if not none of the clinics on the on my website, men- or charge a monthly membership fee. Some of them do charge a monthly fee, but um, you end up paying less over a, a, a long, like it's the same amount, right? Like if you're paying a hundred dollars here every month, or you're paying three hundred dollars there every three months, it's the same price broken out. Mm-hmm. So there's clinics on the website that. You can do both. You can either pay a little bit every month or you can pay a lot whenever you need something. So someone like Matrix, for example, they don't charge a monthly fee at all. They charge you for doctor's visits and medication when you need it. But that just means that you're going to be out of pocket more when you need something than if you were paying a smaller amount every month. Yeah. So is that what the monthly membership whole thing is for? Or how do they get by with charging that? So some... Some uh, clinics do just charge a monthly membership fee and then charge you a lot whenever you need something. Mm. Uh, I don't work with anyone that does that. I think that it's a scam. Just like I don't, I don't work with any clinics that make people go there for the injection. If they're not, yeah. if they don't have the patient's best interest in mind, I'm not working with them. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know if he's talking about someone that actually just charges like a set fee. Um, or if he's talking about someone that charges every month, mm. which may seem like a fee because if you're paying $150 every single month, but you haven't seen the doctor in two months and you haven't ordered medication in two months, then what are you paying for? That's right. probably what he's getting at. Yeah. 
Uh, I will say to um, Excel, they're not, I, I haven't heard great things. Um, so potentially rethink your clinic of choice. Hey guys, anyone in our group switched from injections to compounded testosterone cream and have now been using the cream for at least two years? So this is an oddly specific question. Um, I did. I didn't use the cream for at least two years, but the reason I didn't use it is because it didn't work. Mm. So there's a lot of different administration methods. You've probably run into most or all of them while you're doing your research. You know, there's injections, there's topicals, there's creams, there's uh, pellets. pellets yeah. There's oral out now that's FDA approved. Um, all kinds of different ways to to do it. People, there's a difference between like an alcohol-based topical and a compounded cream. And the compounded creams are a little bit better. But people's skin is so different that they don't, that it doesn't absorb well, either one of them. Mm -hmm. You hear more good stories about the topical creams, but even that, you know, playing footsies with me. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Even the, the topical creams are not something that you can just say across the board, this is your dose because that's what works for everyone. Because it's even, even if your, your skin wasn't different, somebody's going to put on a shirt before, you know, a few minutes earlier than the next guy, it's going to rub some of it off into the shirt, you know, whatever it's, you're not going to get all the benefit when you, you stick yourself with a needle, it's all in there. You're getting it all. You're not, you're not, uh, reliant on your skin absorption is, uh, to, to, to dose you at all. You don't mm-hmm. have to, there's no, you're taking out that variable. How clean is your skin? When was the last time you washed your, your, forearm or your testicles wherever you're putting this stuff you know you know what i mean like there's too many variables there yeah so what how i don't even know how to ask this question um if if you rub it off on your partner yeah so like how long would i have to wait before i touched my wife like and then is she going to get effects of testosterone absolutely so that's another and there's a lot of studies out there so the direct answer to your question is there's not really a time um, it's always going to be there, right? So like okay. most of it will have been absorbed. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's going to be there until you wash it off. Yeah. So there's obviously you're safer. If you if you rub it, um, like testicles is a real application area. If you put it on your balls and you immediately go have sex, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. If you put it on your balls in the morning and you have sex that evening, it's not as much of a problem, but it's still potentially a problem. Yeah. There are even studies out there that say it's a problem to launder your clothes in the same washing machine. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it's an issue for kids and for women or for wow. dudes that um, aren't on it, don't need it, you know? Yeah. Animals. Single guys, that seems like maybe yeah. where that would be. Well, and so I do I do see a lot of um, offshore workers using oh, it, okay. you know, because maybe they have rules. There's a lot of them that, that say they can't take their prescription with them mm. so maybe they have rules against it but then okay. they end up on the compounded cream yeah makes sense injections or gels which do you prefer and why well we just answered that question gels are trash i would never use just a random topical testosterone they're awful mm. injections all the way yeah and that's coming from someone who i say it all the time but i truly hate needles yeah just curious, how has TRT helped your dating life other than sexual? So that that Huberman um, audio clip 
kind of explains my side of those things. You know, that part of that drive is just a lack of anxiety. And um, with that comes like this, I don't know, uh, there's no fear in dating. You, you know, when I was dating, you see somebody you like, and it's like, Hey, I like you. I want to take you out. And there's no reservation or hesitation there. You know, the confidence, that's the word that I couldn't think of. Yeah. It's just a confidence. Yeah. That's cool. So I think you can see like, it's pretty self-explanatory how that would help in, in dating. Mm -hmm. As long as you don't get that alpha male douchey vibe, you know, I think you'll be good. Right. Yeah. I always heard the, the that it's like the numbers game, but I I don't know. I get <laughs> I would get so nervous. Yeah. Try to put on this uh this front of being confident. And you'd say things like, Mikey's all grown up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or like, Hey, I don't really use Facebook, so let me yeah. get your number. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did the same thing with Kayla. Um almost the same line, not Mikey's grown up, but the yeah, it's kinda hard to message here on facebook why don't I, I think i offered snap just because it was like the same day we started talking and i didn't want to be like i'm gonna come to your house and murder you you know yeah <laughs> but she gave me your number just added hcg back to the protocol how long will it take to regain fertility this is another tricky one to answer um I've heard or seen studies where it's dependent on how long you were off of hcg and taking testosterone and it could be the same amount of time. So if you're on it for six months and you add HCG in, it might take six months to wow. regain. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't think that's normal. Uh, usually, you know, I'd say I don't know. Just get text, tested in six to eight weeks and see where your uh, motility—that's a fancy word—where your motility is. Um, but it's going to be an individualized answer. Is it better to inject testosterone subcutaneously or intramuscularly? Both. There's no there's no right answer to that either. It's going to depend on you and your absorption and how your body handles it. Um, there are a lot of different factors for somebody like me. Don't like needles. Don't want that inch and a half in, uh, inch and a half long needle in my quad or anywhere near me. Honestly, mm. um, the one I draw with is an inch long, and even that one creeps me out. It's way too big. Yeah. Um, so there's some studies that show that sub-Q injections um, absorb better, slower, uh, less need for a, an AI for an anastrozole-type medication to control estrogen, but the reality is that it's just individualized. Just experiment with it and see which one's for you. Well, boys, the wife wants a baby, and we've been trying with no luck. I think it's safe to say it might be my low fertility while on TRT. So the question is, if I supplement HCG into my TRT routine, will I become fertile? And if so, how soon? Well, don't know how soon, but probably is my answer. Um, a lot of doctors, so the, the the best way I would describe this is if, Mike, if you came to me and you said, hey, we're going to start trying for another kid, um, I think I need to be on testosterone, but, um, but we're going to start trying, then I might say, if you've got the sex drive off of the testosterone, um, then maybe try without starting TRT first. Give it six mm. months and push back the start date. Mm. But if you came to me and said, I'm on TRT already and we're going to try, then I would just say, well, you should probably just add an HCG and see how that goes mm -hmm. uh, or Clomid. Um, 
so so it, it's just it varies based on whether or not you've already started it or, or not but he is on trt already so i would say yeah give hcg and or clomid a shot and see what that does for your fertility yeah and i don't think getting your sperm levels checked would be a bad idea either just to see yeah, where you're at definitely see if you even need that if that's the issue yep and you know you get them checked once now and i always like to have a baseline check yeah. them now and then you start the clomid and then you check them later and you see what it's done for you how long it took that kind of thing right so next phyllis says this is a picture of a, a vial of testosterone that was cloudy any idea why it would go foggy it was clear last week i have been warming the bottle in hot water before drawing it but i've done that four times with no effects other than that it's just been sitting there so there are a couple of common, I think I say uh, three, three common reasons why this might happen. One, stop warming your vial of testosterone. It's got a temperature range that it needs to be in, mm. um, and that doesn't include 100-degree tap water. Um, <clears throat> two, a lot of guys see this when they're buying bunk junk. If they're buying underground you know, tea from the guy at the, the gym, Mm-hmm. Well, it happens to that too. Mm. And then three, when you're warming your vial, if the temperature doesn't do it, then I would bet that you got a little bit of water in there uh, somehow, mm. and that that would do it. So basically, it's not very, it's not good anymore. Essentially, I don't know the answer to that. Mm-hmm. Um, probably not. It crystallizes. So yeah. some guys will say, "Well, heat it back up, give it a little shake, and move on." Um, if I, it looks real weird. Whenever it happens, if I had a vial do that, which I have never, because I've never gotten water in it, I've never bought fake testosterone, and I've never heated the vial mm-hmm. uh, in the sink. Um, it's never happened to me, but I don't think I would continue to use it. The yeah. testosterone itself is real cheap. You can get that super cheap. So I would just buy another vial. Yeah. What What would be the consequences of using bad testosterone? Immediate death. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. I don't think that there would be any real consequence unless uh-huh. maybe infection okay. um, at the injection site because if if something has penetrated that vial and that's what's turned it cloudy, then I'm not injecting it into my body. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I mean, other than that, I don't think there would really be any except maybe it's not as effective. Mm-hmm. I did, I asked that question because I did have a coworker, two coworkers by the same uh testo or like it was the same testosterone from the same guy or whatever. Yeah. A couple of vials, same batch. Um and their butt cheeks got very swollen. Or yeah. the injection site, which was in the buttocks. In the buttocks. Yeah. Uh and they said it was almost they almost could not sit down. That's how <laughs> painful their butt cheeks Yeah. Was. So, you know, in that case it could be and, and our bodies are sensitive to what else is in the vial, right? Yeah. So uh, propionate is an ester of testosterone that I cannot use. Um, I used it for about three or four months before. I used it for about three or four months before it got too much. Uh, it was too painful. I would do it in my quad and I would have pain while walking for six days. Uh, in fact, it... It never stopped. In fact, I'd do the next injection and it would just continue to compound and get worse and worse and worse. Um, I I do any ester in my stomach and it'll give me a little lump in my stomach. So all that to say that um, 
we're so sensitive to the esters and the things that are in the vial that aren't testosterone. I would, mm -hmm. I would just not inject something that somebody made in their bathtub. Yeah. It's in it. Just, you know, I mean, that's kind of just common sense. And I know that, that sometimes guys feel like they have to, or they can't afford treatment. And that's, that's why we're here doing this podcast so that we can, you know, tell the masses about these affordable treatment options and the ways to go about it that doesn't have your buttock falling off. Yeah. How did they do after Are they healthy and fine now? Oh yeah. They're, they're good. They're still on treatment. Uh, they make it, some gains. I think it just took a couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah. They get swole. Uh, this, they had been on it for a while. I don't know where they got this batch or why they went to a different source or yeah. I don't even know if it was like a guy, you know, like underground type stuff. Right. I don't know the whole story. I just know that. Oh, so it could be from a pharmacy? Possibly. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, so then if that's the case, my, my answer would be, um, I wonder if they switched esters, if it was propionate. I know that that, that was really rough on me and mm -hmm. is for a lot of guys. So that's okay. a real common problem. Mm -hmm. That's all we got. You got any other questions? Uh, no, I'm... Those are some good questions. That's not all we got. I got one more. You're supposed to say, I'm reading the show notes and we've got one more. I'll trust you. <laughs> <laughs> a friend told me to donate blood every few months while on tea. Does donating plasma offer the same results? No. No, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. So when you donate plasma, they're taking your plasma. Um, they're either not taking your blood or they're putting your blood back in. I think they're putting your blood back in. Mm -hmm. When you're donating blood... The reason that you'll you'll hear a TRT um, patient talk about donating blood is because their hematocrit and hemoglobin is too thick, which is the volume measurement of red blood cells in their blood, which thickens their actual blood. Mm -hmm. So you actually need to remove some of that um, red blood cell uh, thick blood so that your body can create some thinner blood. Mm -hmm. So no plasma is, is not going to do it. That's good. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the TRT Community Podcast. You can find us online at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash TRT community. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.